The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want you, first of all, to take a little listen to Senator Pauline O'Reilly uh, speaking to Pat Kenny this morning. I think the real challenge here is that we do have a growing um, kind of political manipulation and cynicism that is spreading in misinformation. And not only is it, uh, you know, is it challenging as a politician who is standing up and saying that, you know, we, we have to look at ourselves as human beings and to treat others with dignity and respect as we would expect it. It's challenging to do that um, in the face of this mm. in- misinformation. But the bigger concern that I have is that this has a knock-on impact for everybody that is perceived to look different to other people in their neighbourhood. And that, I believe, is the real fear and and challenge that we have in our society is to combat that. That was Senator Pauline O'Reilly speaking to Pat Kenny this morning. They were talking uh, in the aftermath of uh, the news of this fire at a hotel in Galway that was earmarked to house asylum seekers. The Gardaí uh, are investigating that hotel, uh, that hotel, that fire at the hotel rather, as a criminal incident. 70 asylum seekers, it was suggested, uh, were going to be moved into the area. Emer O'Neill is with me now, the broadcaster. Emer, you are very welcome to the show. Um, you, you, you heard how Pauline O'Reilly, the Green Party senator, uh, described it there, yeah. that this has a knock-on impact on anybody who's perceived to yeah. look different in this country. Yeah, actually, she really did hit the nail on the head by saying that, because it is true. And, you know, really, it, kind of, it does come back to the simplicity of things. Like, who who isn't Irish? Who is it that are immigrants who is it that are refugees and you know all of this is about like because i mean i've brown skin so you know am i an immigrant you know it's it's a really complex thing when you really kind of like peel it back layer by layer um and it's one of those things that is kind of shocking for us as irish people because we are immigrants we are you know, historically immigrants. And I I don't know, I'm finding it really hard to wrap my head around it because we suffered from the trauma of of being immigrants as Irish people. And we were a part of the no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. And that's a trauma that has kind of lived with us in our country, I think, forever. You can still feel it, you know. And yet we are now in a position where we're nearly creating a new generational trauma for immigrants with those that are coming to our country here in Ireland. We're, we're, we're repeating history in a way that devastated us mm-hmm. as people, as a country. We're, we're now doing it to other people. And I, I had a conversation there the other day with someone and we were just chatting in terms of what does the future look like, you know, for refugees and immigrants that are here in our country, like in 30 years time when, let's say, some of the kids that, you know, it's their parents going through this at the moment where, you know, they've nowhere to live or they're seeing what's going on in the news and they're not welcome here and how that has affected them and how it will affect them. You know, what about those that, you know, they stay here, they live here, this becomes their country, they become Irish citizens. Mm. What does that generational trauma of emigrating look like when, you know, it's an Irish person with immigrant parents? Well, I mean, maybe you can speak to that to a degree because you're absolutely an Irish 
person, but but to some of those yeah. who protest, that they, yeah. they 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 would see you in that in in that light. In that light, absolutely. Like, and that's kind of the scary thing. Like, I got a, an Instagram message from a follower the other day. Um, she she was just really traumatized by everything that's going on, and. She said to me, Emer, like, what am I supposed to do? Because I can't hide that I'm an immigrant. Like some of my immigrant friends, because I have brown skin. And I, what do I say to her? I say, I, I know, I, I understand, I hear you, I do. Um, but also, like, I mean, I'm, I'm born and raised here in Ireland. Um, and I'm considered an immigrant to someone who doesn't know me just because I'm brown. And like, I mean, really, like, when you, it's very... Like, I don't know how to really say it without being insulting, but you just kind of wonder, like, where is the common sense in this? Mm. You know, where is the common sense in this? When, when as Irish people did we decide that you can't be Irish and have brown skin? When did we as Irish people decide that, you know, immigrants are not welcome here when we are immigrants ourselves all over the world? And we've had really traumatic experiences with that. So we know full well what it's like to travel to a country because you have to, and then be treated really badly and be turned away from A, B and C because of the way you look, the way you sound. You know, someone hears an Irish accent and it's like, no, sorry, that job you saw, it's not available anymore. You know, we know what that is. Mm. Um, and our our reputation is at stake here too. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed at times. I'm finding it really difficult because re- I've always had a lot of pri- pride in being Irish. I'm always very excited to meet people and tell them where I'm from. And like I lived in America for 10 years. It was the first thing on my lips. I'm Irish. It's something I've always been so proud of. But at the moment, I'm just wondering, you know, what is the rest of the world thinking when they look at us? Because I know they're shocked because that's not what we're known for. We're, you know, the country of a thousand welcomes. Like... Can we be guilty of overcomplicating? There are aspects of this that are very complicated. But can we be guilty yeah. of overcomplicating the, the the views of some people who would look at you and say, oh, "She's not Irish." You know, is is is, is it as simple as just saying well, it's it's racism? Um, like it, it's a tough one, but yeah, at the core of it, it is kind of. I suppose it does always go back to that because it's what we're taught. It's what's systematically ingrained in us, what we see and what we have learned from the day that we open our eyes. Like I always bring it back to the children. You don't see children don't have hate. They're not racist. And you go into a playground, kids will play with anybody. They don't they don't see that. It's something that's taught over time. This concept or idea that somebody with black or brown skin is less educated, is dangerous, is not as good as. It's something that's taught over time. And even if you don't even realize it's happening to you, it's coming in different shapes and forms that let's say in school, you're only ever learning about people with white skin that are, you know, in, you know, literature, music, culture, um, scientists, these little things that you don't even notice are happening around you. And when you see people in leadership positions, but you're only ever seeing people with pale or white skin in those positions, it it feeds into you without even knowing. And I know that because I grew up in a country where that's, that's predominantly what we always see and what I've always learned. So I think it does kind of, when you peel it back, it does generally go back to that. But because we're here, I hear people say, well, I'm not racist and, uh, you know, what can I do to make a difference? Or why am I being blamed for things that I haven't got a hand in? But I think at the end of the day, you know, the tone of what all of this is, is in the name of immigrants out, refugees out. And that is 
is is coming back to you know race and ethnicity and not being Irish and not being here and put them from here and putting Irish people first. Mm. But it is very complex. Like I get it. What if we had like ninety something thousand uh, immigrants come and refugees come? Like Irish people from low socioeconomic backgrounds that are struggling right now to keep their head above water just can't comprehend. Why are we bringing more people into our country when we aren't even being taken care of ourselves? It's a, it's a valid argument. It really is. But I think the people that are being targeted and blamed for it, that that's the part that's not valid. It's yeah. like, you know, where we need to go to the source of where these issues are coming from and to the people who can actually manage the change. Because setting places on fire is, is not, burning down our country is, is not the answer. And it's a, it's a unity thing. It's, we need to unite together as a country and go to the source where the changes can be made and put the pressures on there. You know, that's what I, I think is important. Do you think then that the, the, the problem of, of racism or, or like um, obvious racism um, uh, you know, no, no longer implicit, no longer hidden, no longer subtle, but actually people carrying placards saying, you know, immigrants out and people who would look at you and me and decide I'm Irish, but there's no way Emer O'Neill is Irish. That that, yeah. that, that, that that's the number of people who would kind of subscribe to that worldview that they are increasing in Ireland or just that they're getting louder, they've, they're emboldened? I'm not sure because really the narrative has always been that people that feel that way are the minority in Ireland and I've kind of had to hear that probably my whole life but it it doesn't make the the traumas of suffering from discrimination because of the color of your skin any any better either Mm. and I think we would be ignorant to kind of expect that just because we feel it's the minority that that's not going to actually cause any problems to us as a country, because I think clearly over the last couple of weeks, we've seen what a minority can do um, and and not to give them power as such or to really, you know, um, emphasize, you know, what's what's been done. But more so for us, like we, we can't turn a blind eye either. And I think like, you know, activists in the past have been banging on for years about, you know, changing the curriculum to diversify it. Um, and be more representative and, you know, bringing in like laws that, you know, are more reflective of the population of Ireland and ensuring that there's visibility across the board in all kind of aspects of jobs from the top down, state all the way down, you know. um, And and those steps haven't really been taken. And I think a lack of education and understanding and a lack of or, or also kind of more so a dehumanizing of people that look different to us have really kind of taken over in certain areas. Um, and, you know, it's not something that's going to get better without actual action taking place. That's the thing. We'd be ignorant to sit back and think mm. that that's going to happen because it's not. And we have become a very diverse, multicultural country and it's only going to go more so in that direction it's never going to peel back and you know and having all of the riots and rallies and all of that it isn't going to stop it from happening it is the evolution of most countries they've been through it to our neighbors left and right of us we've seen it happen before our eyes and we're in a situation where we can get ahead of us or we can be then having to put out fires sorry excuse the pun um, as we move forward you know year after year after year you know um, and 
it's, it's the same thing. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. We've watched our neighbours go through it. It's a, a case of what has been done in our neighbouring countries to ensure positive integration and assimilation and integration of cultures and understanding of cultures and the realisation that, you know, you will see people with black and brown skin that are Irish. Yeah. That, like, that's, that's Ireland. And it's not anything really new. I mean, I was born in 85. I, mean, I wasn't the first brown person here. You know, it's not new, but it's the understanding and acceptance of that. And the more I look around and everywhere I go, like I'm, I have a new baby, I'm in there in Hollis Street today, like so diverse from the doctors to the carers, you know, so diverse. How, how can we sit back and say immigrants out? Our country would literally fall to its knees if they all left tomorrow. Let's be honest about it. Like, you know, that's the reality of it. Yeah. And I actually have, uh, you know, a friend in the last three years, she started in direct provision and I've been helping her with housing at the moment. And it's just incredible. In the last three years, I've watched her from a refugee in direct provision to qualifying with different F- uh, FETEC courses to qualify now to go. She wants to start her nursing degree. Um, and while she's doing that, she's also working as a carer full time. And, you know, she's sitting here telling me about someone she was working and caring for the other day and her, the mother passed away. And, you know, she was she was really upset, crying because she really made a lovely connection with the family. And yeah. this is these are the things that, we're you know, we're not taking into account the real... Um, beautiful things that are, we're getting back as a community and as a country from immigrants and from refugees that come here and try to really make a life here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're hearing kind of all the bad, the bad without the good. And, and there is a lot of good. And there are a lot of good Irish people and communities that have really accepted, you know, uh, direct provision and refugee sites in their communities. And they're doing it well. They're great examples. Yeah. You know, but I suppose at the end of the day, who are we hurting when we're burning down our capital city and our yeah. and old buildings that had beautiful heritage like that in Galway? You know, yeah. it's, it's it's sad. It is. It is. And definitely change is, is, is needed. But I think we all need to kind of use our voices and our platforms in whatever way it may be. Like you look back to the 60s and you look at the change. There was a, a, a people in the 60s, a generation that just didn't care if they were told no. They were like, no, this is not right. You know, genocide is not right. You know, human rights all the way and, and marched for it and made changes and did things that generations before them didn't do. Yeah. And I think we're in need for that again, you know, for and I see our young people and people around me that, you know, have that strength and power to really yeah. use their voices and positions to make the changes. Emer, listen, it's been a real uh, pleasure speaking to you. Thanks a million. Emer O'Neill, uh, the broadcaster. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.